Whoa, yo, whoa, this week on AEW 2 Dynamite Dudes, Marcus and I cover AEW Dynamite, which includes Jeff Hardy facing Bobby Fish in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Qualifier. Plus, Ray Phoenix takes on Dante Martin in the Owen Hart Tournament Qualifier. Chris Jericho battles Santana. Wardlow battles W. Morrissey of Impact Wrestling. Deanna Perrazzo kicks down the forbidden door against Mercedes Martinez. We talk about CM Punk versus Hangman Page being officially official for Double or Nothing. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb officially official for Double or Nothing. And the Blackpool Combat Club contest with the Butcher Blade and Angelico. This and so much more on 2 to Who 2 Dynamite Dudes. Special night. It is a special late night. night. Late night dynamite, Dom. Late night dynamite with two AEW, two dynamite dudes. That's right. New logo, new title, new look. I still got the stash. Though, same, right? same stash. Same stash, baby. I gotta Raw tell you, it wasn't, wasn't crazy about it last week. Loving it this week. You're liking happened. it this week, huh? Uh, little Tom Selleck happening here, kind of Magnum PI, Magnum TA. Perhaps, should I say Bobby Fish? Bobby no. Fish. <laughs> <Nope>. No. <laughs> hey, this is Dominic D'Angelo, WrestleZone.com, and of PodcastHeat.com, and of MLW.com, and of AdFreeShows.com. I'm Nasha, also here. Kayla, what's up? Thanks yeah, hey us. guys. Yes, we are live. Live here in Studio D'Angelo. Yeah, because it is the D'Angelo Brothers, because I am here with my degenerate brother, none other than Marcus D'Angelo of AdFreeShows.com, giving the old Larry Zabisco salute. Gotta Marcus, you're also good at Larry Zabisco in the art of stalling and uh, wasting people's time. Uh, you mean like filibustering? Yes. Yes. That's one of my specialties, Tom. Going for you the know, powder, baby. If you ever need somebody distracted, I can just talk them into a corner. And you can just <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Uh, Steven Chambers, what's up, man? Hey, so I know it's not Saturday. It's a special live one. Uh Yes, we Marcus and I brokered a deal this past weekend, and he is here doing a live tonight, repose show, nonetheless, of AEW Two Dynamite Dudes. And so, uh, Marcus, uh, this show hailed from Baltimore, Maryland tonight, home one of the homes of ROH, and and John and, Harbaugh, he was there, and John Harbaugh was there, Johnny Boy, Stephen um, Chambers, what's up, brother? And no, it is not Saturday. This is a I told Dominic when we were doing this, don't get used to this shit. And I said, Marcus, you get used to it, you asshole. Yeah, no, it's really, we are going to keep it primarily Saturdays, but hey, why not? We yes. we care about you guys. Yes, make it special. You know, this is a uh, the new version of Two Dynamite Dudes. Got to get the new look going and everything. But Marcus, uh, yes, this is uh, Baltimore is uh, one of the homes of ROH, and we ended up closing the show with an ROH unification match of the interim championship and the women's championship, and it was the interim champion. Who is now the new champion? Undisputed, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, what'd you think of this match? It got about like nine minutes or so to close out the show. 
Um, what were your thoughts? I feel like you just said champion 17 times. So that's, that's never champion. a good thing. Make you know, whenever, eight. whenever you're breaking down a match, if you have to say champion or championship that many times, it's probably, probably not great, but no, I, I mean, the match itself was, I thought it was great. I didn't think they did them any, any favors with where they were positioned on the card, to be honest, you know, you, thought as, you didn't think it was, uh, the, I mean, Marcus main event. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> should, uh, no, I, they should, they didn't do them any favors by putting them in the main event. Um, so my, my take on it and, uh, they look just my opinion, but you're trying to establish ROH as a brand, right. Uh, for, for a national audience for essentially the first time, you know, um, there's, there's a very small percentage of people nationwide that are all that familiar with ROH, unless you're like a, a hardcore wrestling fan. Like even me personally, I knew what ROH was. I'd watch maybe two or three episodes of it, but like, I don't know a ton about the history of ROH. And I think that most people are in that same position. So with that being the case, you're you're taking this match that you should be setting up during the show, right? Um, in the middle of the show, where they've got all these characters that they're familiar with, you put you put that match in the middle of the show. Then all of a sudden, you've got kind of like a captive audience where they're like, "Well, I'm going to hang in here, you know, for Hangman Page to talk or whatever it is at the end of the show." Um, which, by the way, I think they should have closed it with that uh, with that match between uh, Wolf. What's that kid's name? uh ray phoenix and and oh, what's his yeah name? uh and uh dante martin wow you yeah, call him airwolf <laughs> airwolf um well in any case um so yeah i don't i i think that before you can start saying hey that's a main event match hey it's great you know it's a huge stakes roh you know title which yeah on paper it is huge stakes you know it's the women's title it should should close the show but in practice not a good idea um, because I think that you need to film, familiarize the crowd. I, I I can't guarantee it, but I'd be willing to bet that a lot of people change the channel because not so? a lot a lot of people are like what the the what championship the for who what is this I thought or I thought Thunder Rosa was a women's champion and then probably whatever this is confusing and they changed the channel. I think that really you should be trying to build an audience around ROH. Say like, hey, check it out. Here's these folks, and let me tell you about ROH a little bit during this match, you know, it's, I don't know. I just, I don't think that they did any favors. I mean, I, I can see that as a point. Yeah. And if you put this in the middle of the card and you hyped it pretty darn good beforehand, because honestly, Mark, it kind of almost, I mean, from a build of it, I kind of forgot about it throughout the night. I was excited for it. Cause I remember like, Oh, Deanna Peraza is going to be on the show. And, uh, you know, I, I and you know. let me let me say again, no disrespect to those ladies. I thought they did. They had a nice match. Yeah. I know who Deanna Perazzo is. Do I think that uh, the average wrestling fan does? Mm. Listen, yeah, to a point, it's like, you know, you didn't have her cut a promo or anything like that. Stake her claim for the title. Um, she's a good promo, too. She's a good promo. She shows it on impact and everything like that. And then you got to you should get Mercedes Martinez some time to talk to, especially if she's going to win the belt. Become the undisputed champ, really set the tone for like what you want the ROH women's division to be, and um, everything like that. Um, it like there was so much stuff going on throughout the evening that yeah, I mean it just doesn't make sense to not have them. If that's going to be your main event, you got to treat it like hey, this main event's going to be big. They should have at least had like fine if you're going to have it as a main event, at least give us like uh, a promo for it the week before. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of prime yeah. people for it, uh, I put together a video package where you're like, here's the history of this belt, and here's these women and their history, and here's why they have an issue, and all that sort of thing that invests people in storyline. It's you know, Eric Bischoff made a really good point on uh, 
on Strictly Business, available exclusively on adfreeshows.com, where he does a breakdown, an in-depth breakdown of the business, behind the business. It's really, really well worth listening to, guys. Eric, I, I, I knew before that Eric had genius-level intellect, uh, but now, I mean, he just he proves it week in and week out with Strictly Business. It's something else, so check it out. But in any case, um, he had said that you can't book for good matches, Booking, booking because you want to have a good match. On paper, it's like, hey, yes, yeah, good match. But it's kind of like junk food. You need to book stories. You need to tell stories. You know, I, I don't want junk food. I want, uh, I want like a, a five course meal. Uh, when it comes to entertainment, um, it, junk food sounds great and it's great in a little pinch, but it doesn't do anything long term. I want, I want to see these vignettes. I want to, I want to learn more about Diana Prazo. Uh, I haven't seen. When's the last time we saw Mer- Mercedes? on AWTV consistently. Yeah, no you haven't. We haven't seen her in a while and And now yeah. we're closing out the the fucking show with this? It doesn't make any sense. No, I I mean it makes sense because you want it to be big, but it doesn't make sense in regards to how you built to it, you know? Um mm-hmm. you want it to mean something, you want these fighters to mean something, you want them uh fans to associate with these uh, two women. And um, both of them have the ability to do that. And um, yeah, it's, they didn't get to your point. It didn't, they didn't really give them the opportunity to do that besides having that match at the end of the night, besides it being positioned as the main event. Other than that, it was like, where's the build and where's the stakes for the fans to get invested into. And, you know, Nesh is saying, you know, she knew who they were um, and she always watched ROH. Um, it, it, Steven is saying wouldn't mind seeing Mercedes against Jade. And uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 100%. If I can get to know her a little bit more. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. right now I know that I know a lot about Jade. I've seen a lot of her on TV. They've built her a while. She always gets promos. Um, so I know Jade very well. I don't know Mercedes very well. So on paper, if, if they say, hey, next week Mercedes versus Jade, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like one of the girls that wrestles on AEW Dark and Jade's going to squash her. Whereas in reality, it's like she's this badass in her own right. And I should know that about her. Yeah. Yeah. You should know that she's an ass kicker. And like, even when they brought her in for like Britt Baker's group as like an enforcer, it kind of established her as like, oh, this lady's, this woman's tough. Yeah. And how fucking long ago was that, by the way? She was tough all those weeks ago. But now all of a sudden, you know, it's if I'm not seeing her week in and week out like I am Jade, uh, they're not telling a very good story. No, it's, um, yeah. And like today, it was the official day that uh, the contract, the sale went through with ROH to Tony Khan. And so, um, you want to establish that brand and like you do have Samoa Joe on there and he cut a little bit of a promo. You have Jay Lethal on there and he cut a little bit of a promo, but like to further hit home that ROH is ring of honor wrestling that uh, fans should be familiarized with and um, tie, like tie their wrestling, you know, wagon to Um, you'd want to set that up big time. Like, um, and besides that, it just being positioned as the main event, there could have been a lot more done with it, I would say, uh, this evening. Um, but yeah, it was a good match, and I love Deanna Perrazzo. She's week in and week out as a women's competitor. Like, she's tied the best string of matches I've seen, like any w- woman do, and Impact positioned her right. Now, kind of in that same tone, uh, Impact, two of its talents were on the show tonight. Uh, Deanna, obviously. And now we also had W. Morrissey as the mystery opponent for Wardlow. Both of them got losses. Um, I liked the match of Morrissey and Wardlow, and Wardlow was over big time uh, with that Baltimore crowd. 
Yep. So, um, what'd you think of all that? And then you can touch upon Morrissey here too. Um, yeah, I, I thought that I thought it was cool. You know, I I like the Forbidden Door thing. I like the fact that last week that we would have had no knowledge or, or thought of Morrissey coming in uh, until MJF said something, and then bam, he's here. I think that that kind of suddenness is is cool. And it's interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with him taking the loss either. No. Um, nope. No. Uh, you know, certainly not against Wardlow, who they're building like like fucking Goldberg for yeah. all intents and purposes. So, yeah. Um, no, no issue with it. Here's the other deal is like he is an impact guy who's coming onto TV. So like, you know, obviously he was a WWE guy, went to impact, you know, he's, he's been, he's been on the Indies. Now he's an impact, you know, so it's like, he's, he's established. Everybody knows who he is and he looks like a million bucks by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, it's like, okay, if you're Tony Connor, you can invest in somebody who's on the impact roster by having him get a big dub over, over a guy like Wardlow, or are you going to get Wardlow over more by saying, Hey, this is established dude. We've seen around and Wardlow just whooped his ass. Yeah. I mean, I get, I mean, from the AEW perspective, I certainly get it. From the Impact perspective, I kind of get it that you're getting one of your stars on their show, and it's like, it's big time, it's big opportunity for Cass, too, or Morrissey. Um, but, like, you know, he's should be one of your top stars, and, like, you, you know, you want to protect those stars, too. Like, I will say, if I was Impact, I wouldn't have let them borrow him. With with any intention other than having him go over, or, so yeah. it doesn't doesn't really make sense for impact. That's what I mean from the I don't, impact. I don't think it makes that, sense. It makes sense from uh, AEW's perspective, but I, I don't think impact makes a lot of sense on a regular basis. So it's you know it's, it's just I'm, so I'm not, strange. It's so strange. Like you know, you'd think okay, we're, we're happy to like. I think they're happy to have this relationship with AEW, but. You I think that's to... the nuts and bolts of it, Dominic. And yeah. it's it's the idea that like, hey, we're playing ball with you. So every once in a while, can you send send Daniel Bryan over here to work a match? You know, which yeah, maybe there's going to be a favor in return. But my favor would have been like, hey, can we kind of protect Morrissey in this situation? He's right. one of our top stars and everything like that. Um, and Diana is like one of your is arguably the greatest women's wrestler you have on the roster. Maybe not. Well, with Ty Valkyrie, maybe you had her back in there too. But, I mean, it just um, kind of a head-scratching thing on the side of Impact where it's just like if you're going to have somebody go in there and, and do the job to Wardlow, make it maybe somebody different than Morrissey or something if you're going to do that. But I see it from many aspects of the thing too where it's, it's a big opportunity for Morrissey. He's back on mainstream television here. And then, you know, um, it's kind of in a – Strange way, a good thing for Impact, too, because they have their show on there, but they're not helping their talent in that way either. I, I think more than anything, uh, you know, it's it's an opportunity for, you know, because Impact is on what access, which access. not a lot of people have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, you know, they now all of a sudden one of your talent is getting on national television that everybody's seeing and you know it routinely they didn't like, even see access tv though on tnt well i don't i don't know if that's something that they should do no really, but, but i mean like but if they're if they're talking about impact all of a sudden fans who might not be familiar with it are maybe seeking it so there's there's that argument but also i i look at it like if i was in charge of of impact as it stands right now with the access deal and stuff. And Tony Khan came to me and he said, Hey, do you mind if I borrow one of your guys to do a job for one of my guys? I'd be like, uh, yeah, take him, go do that. Cause you know, I want, I want to establish a really good relationship with you. 
So yeah. Do so you would. You so do. you would have done it with Morrissey and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I said before it was kind of a head scratcher, but as I'm sitting here thinking it out, it's like, well, why? Why would you not do that? You know, why would you not want to establish a relationship, a working, consistent working relationship with AEW? So, you know, if, if one of you guys has to take an L on it, it's not like his career is over. It's not like nobody's going to take Morrissey seriously, seriously anymore whenever he makes appearances, right? Yeah, no, I think it's kind of fair. It is. And like, you know, Woodlow's a big dude and, you know, it, it's like two, it's Juggernaut versus Sabretooth going on there. So it's like, it makes, it can make sense. Um you know, somebody's got to win, I guess. And that's that's kind of the thing. So, you know, yeah, I, I just want to see Impact make the most of their stars. And, like, you know, sometimes they don't do that on their own product. And when you see it happen on a different promotion, you're just like, come on, Impact, let's get behind some of these guys. Like you have, like, a Morrissey or a Willie Mack or a, um, who's the other guy? Well, Jake something who's not even there anymore. It's just like get like put your chips behind some some of your new and strong and like money looking talent because i tell you what morrissey like you said earlier look like a million bucks tonight man just jacked yes. jacked and he's seven feet tall uh-huh. uh just a great look dominic uh stephen chambers said earlier i can see wardlow lose in long island um Sorry, another in message. Long Island? Yeah, uh, lose in Long Island and Wardlow raising the stakes for pay per view. I don't see that. I don't see him losing. You know, I don't even think he's going to lose at double or nothing. You know, I think he's going to be the one to beat MJF clean. Like he's going to be the first to do it. I think. I think you're kind of backing yourself into a corner with this whole like undefeated, two undefeated people on the roster situation. Um, much in the same way as like as as with Goldberg, when is the right time? Right. Well, Wardlow's not undefeated, right? Well, not not necessarily undefeated, but this unstoppable force type type mentality. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, it's I I don't know. It, in my mind, trying to figure out something like that, how how do you put a stop to that? Really, it's it's going to come down to probably the best way to do it would be a debuting talent that defeats them. After a heel you mean turn, Wardlow maybe. specifically. He, Wardlow, same thing with uh, Jade Cargill. How do you how do you take it off of her? Um, I, I think know. you kind of you follow to what you were saying. You you push back at what happened with Goldberg. I guess you know, like Goldberg streak didn't end the way it should have. Um, you have somebody that you're looking to build around, beat that person, whether it's Jade or or Wardlow. Um, and what, you know. what would really, I mean, the re- really kind of the smart thing to do is I'm sitting here working it through my brain is like somebody like, well, either one of them, you take somebody who's like a technician, like a Daniel Bryan or a Serena Deep for that matter, for for the women's division, you take somebody who's a technician and you say, okay, like Wardlow's like this blunt object of a dude uh, who can kind of take out anybody, but uh, Brian Danielson can out wrestle anybody. Um, and yeah. so I think that that could be an easy out where it's like, hey, just contrasting styles and uh, Brian Danielson just got him. I and you know what? Like, I think that's a good point too. If especially if you're gonna look to give uh, Danielson a world title run, like have him beat Wardlow. Like, and then Wardlow won't lose anything because you're losing to Brian fucking Danielson. So, right. Like, and the uh, the announcers just have have to tell the story of like, yeah. hey, you know, it's like if this was just a straight up fight, he'd probably destroy Danielson in a few minutes. But Danielson's just too damn good of a grappler. He's got it down. He's he's. Getting back by Big Willie style there. You know? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're saying, but I, I dig it. Well, William Regal. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Uh, okay, speaking of uh, world title stuff. Yeah, 
we saw Hangman Page come out and uh, get ahead of probably the wave of reaction he's going to get come double or nothing as he just immediately goes for the juggler with CM Punk, uh, saying he's going to murder him. He's going to fucking he doesn't care if it's going to be a Bret Hart celebratory match or anything like that. He's going for CM Punk and he's going to take him out. Calls out a fan that has a punk shirt on, even in the crowd. Really uh, angling in the, as the heel in this uh, feud going here, Marcus. What'd you think of all that? I thought it was smart. I thought it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah, it, you know, it, he's not going to get cheered by a large portion of the crowd. Um, so, it, I, as you said, he kind of got out ahead of it. Um, but also, like, I, I don't like baby face promos where it's just like, hey, you know, it's because of I've been training and all the fans are behind me. And I, you know, I, I this respect is, for you. Right. I respect for you. All that stuff. It's like, as I've always said to you, Dominic, the heels that always seem to get over are the heels that have a little bit of like, fuck you in them, or the, the baby faces baby. that have a little bit of fuck you in them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like stone cold where it's just like, uh, like, I don't give a shit what you do. I'm going to whoop your ass in front of all these people. I'm going to embarrass you. Like saying very heel things. Like I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to whoop your ass you know um but people like it this is not like this is not the 70s or 80s anymore where it's just like you know you got the guy with like the hair and he like runs his hands through it like hair on fire thing he's like come on i'm gonna fucking kill you that shit just doesn't work anymore and for some reason they you know it's it's a thing that's it's sort of made a weird little comeback um this whole like respectful um hey everybody can wrestling's for everybody sort of a guy you know like the, this guy it's like hey, come yeah, on let's have a hug yeah, and gang. get a little red grapple going right yeah everybody hug it's supposed to be like no dude like if you are not you're not a, an athlete that's on my level like that should be the mentality of all these baby faces that want to get over you yeah know? so uh if they keep going this route with the uh, hangman here you know up until double or nothing until he fights CM Punk. You think this is the right way to elevate Hangman to the position he's going to be? We They want him to be at and that we can see him at, you know, like um, in certain ways? I'd like to think so. Um, I have a suspicion. I think a lot of people are anticipating CM Punk taking the belt off him. Uh, but I, I have a suspicion that Tony Khan is like, he's not getting over that much, you know, um, as, as champion. Okay, so you uh, think Punk might win it? No, I know I, I think that Punk is going to do the job to help him get over. Yeah, that's what I said last week. Yeah, um, that it feels like how this thing shakes out, and I feel like Punk is one of those guys who's just like he's kind of wrestling for fun at this point, uh, and it's, he's not like one of those guys who's like I have to win. I think he would be happy to do a job to help oh, get yeah. a younger talent over. Yeah, totally. I think he's just loving being there and being back in wrestling and just he's, yeah, he's loving the work that he's doing. And so, um, and Dom, I think Stephen Chambers disagrees, new champion yeah. punk pay-per-view, uh, Nesha saying hangman will retain Nesha's with us. Wow. Steven says he's just not digging hangman with today. Predicting new champion punk at the pay-per-view. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people want it. Um, but at the same time, again it's 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 junk food right where now all of a sudden we you know we just put this belt on this guy and we're like oof, this sucks all right let's let's try somebody else oh let's try that let's try this guy that's already established it's like eh, let's be patient let's cook let's a meal yeah. let's not open a bag of chips let's cook it's a meal. like it's like to make the nfl jacksonville comparison you got trevor lawrence you know you start off the year with you know 
a rough go of Urban Meyer, or what have you. And, you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean you throw out Trevor Lawrence too with Urban Meyer. You're just like, okay, Hey, you know, this is not who Trevor Lawrence is. We know what he's, his potential is. Let's get the right people behind him and to, to get him in the position that we want them to win and like establish, you know, who this top first overall pick was and was projected to be. So. If if I was in charge, I would be saying, okay, a minimum, of, um, like World Heavyweight Championship, minimum eight-month run, everybody, yeah. at, yeah. at a minimum. Uh, TNT Championship, I'll, I'll go as far as to say three-month run. Um, I'd even go four. I wouldn't, I mean, like, yeah, three's a little short too at this. Chip. I agree. I agree. But you know, again, I think that the Tony Khan kind of enjoys his junk food every once in a while and, and he gets it with the TNT title where he's like, Hey, let's put it on this guy. Let's fuck around and put it on that guy. Um, let's give it back to this guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I feel like you've got to set boundaries like that because like you make your titles worthless otherwise. Yeah, you want to make you got to preserve them. I mean, they're do, ultimately they're doing a very good job with the world title itself. Like, you know, when it comes to, um, yeah, not playing hot potato with it, but you do want to position your champion in the right way. And uh, Hangman hasn't exa- exactly gotten that shake yet, as we've talked about for weeks on end. Um, far as let's see here. Oh yeah, let's um let's discuss. Probably uh, just one of my favorite matches because I was excited for this match was uh, the Own Heart uh, Foundation Tournament Qualifier between Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish. It opened the match, opened the show, and uh, Jeff was wearing pink in honor of Owen. Um, and it was kind of cool to see like these two go at it. Like Fish is a pro and uh, has his own style, and Jeff Hardy, we're, we know we're well aware of what Jeff is capable of and what he does. And I tell you what, man. I wrote this on Twitter. I was like, if you are a baby face and want to see how to grab hold of a crowd, you watch a Jeff Hardy match. And I think this was one to watch like his ability to sell. And, and like that crowd was electric for him, like and fighting from underneath and all that stuff for a good amount of the match. And like, uh, it really charged a crowd up for like, you know, an opening match. Um, you know, I could even seen this one main event, basically, you know, if you if you positioned it right. Like so. But this was a good opener, too. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see Jeff Hardy in this mix because uh, we recorded the Matt Hardy podcast today. And uh, there was a note that met Jeff's actually the only person in this tournament to actually face Owen Hart. So that's kind of interesting, too. Oh, that's wild. How about that? huh? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, good match. I thought that both guys looked good and, you know, they told a, told a good story. I, I would say that the only issue I had was um, it was pretty telegraphed as far as who was going to win. Right. So like, Not necessarily. I, I did you I think, think for a second a, that huh? anybody, did you think for a second that anybody other than Jeff Hardy was going to face Darby Allen in this tournament? I mean, I honestly didn't know. I mean, I could, cause there was a, I had like some doubts in my head when it, started because number one uh adam cole came out on commentary so you're just like some shit could happen where uh cole uh play some chicanery and then we get a few going between cole and the hardys and all that stuff and maybe that's what they'll go with instead of hardy being a focus in on the tournament so i had that suspicion in my head filibuster don my cat's going insane up there I'll be right Uh-oh. <laughs> and so that made me start thinking maybe uh fish could end up winning this out of it and then they're gonna tell the story of 
you know, uh, Red Dragon and Cole all being in the tournament together or something like that. Um, so they caused me to give a little doubt. And I'm sure maybe that was a little bit intentional, too, to have Cole come out in commentary and uh, and create that doubt in fans' minds. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't totally, like, bought into, like, Jeff is going to win this match. I, now, obviously, you could see a lot of that happening. You could see it happening. But I wasn't totally sold on it either up until that juncture. So, um, yeah, uh, I I could have been uh, I could have been swayed for sure. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Jeff Hardy versus Darby is going to be an awesome match. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. I'm very excited for that. Uh, we'll talk about the tournament here in a second. But, yeah, uh, Mark, uh, yeah, no, I, they've created some doubt for me, I would say. I mean, no, to me, I knew as soon as they showed uh, Darby Allen up in the stands, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, he won. So Jeff Hardy's going to win as soon as I saw him. Just because it's, uh, you know, what – what does the casual fan want to see? What what's more entertaining? You want to see you want to see Jeff and Darby. Yeah, yeah. What's right. that's that's where the money is. It's what's more entertaining. And here's the thing too: is they're both baby faces. So when else are they going to face this tournament? See, really, the only opportunity. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because yeah, what's got what will create the story where you have these two guys go at it? Especially if you're gonna, if they're both on the baby face track and everything like that. Ooh, Stephen Chambers, a man after my own heart here. Who's going to be the Joker wrestling Samoa Joe, hoping Davey Boy Smith Jr.? Whew. Yeah, I was singing that too. Yeah, I would love it. I, I saw love that it. at the bottom, and I was like, that'd be pretty damn cool. Because I, I told you this, like, weeks ago, was like, Davey Boy Smith, his 2000, I believe, 19? I think he was the wrestler of the year from an in-ring perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, match in and match out, every week, he like wrestled so many different styles against so many different opponents and so many different styles of matches. And um, yeah, I, so like to get Harry Smith in on that mix would be fucking cool. Um, I just started um, grinning because I was thinking, uh, so what if it's Joker sting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for you, Dobby. Oh, God, that would be really funny. Well, before we break down, like I, I, I'll tell you, I would kind of be here for it if if he did it. Yeah, would you? If he did the Joker Sting gimmick and came after Samoa, especially because they're both TNA guys. Is there anybody sense. else like that would really like? Ooh, I got it. Cesaro. Cesaro. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my number one choice. And honestly, the guy, if if you were to do that, he's got to win the whole tournament. Um, he would have to at least very much go to the finals. Uh, yes, and like I'm picturing Darby Allen going to the finals on one side, uh, and I would love to see a, a finale with Darby Allen and Cesaro, and Cesaro just flinging him up in the air and hitting him with that uh, that uppercut. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean that would be bad, man. I know. I I mean just the the nostalgia slash uh, fan in me here wants to see Jeff go the distance though too. So he, there's zero chance that Jeff does the job for Darby Allen or uh, doesn't do the job for Darby Allen. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if there's zero chance, Mark. Zero chance. I don't know. Um, okay. Well, let's, I guess let's get into that. Let's get into here the tournament itself. Uh, it was announced it's Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy in the opening round, Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood, Samoa Joe versus the Joker, and Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix, who had a great match with Dante Martin tonight. Um, Stephen Chamber- Chambers just nailed it for the Joker, by the way. Yeah, who do you say? Miro. Oh, that could be it. Could I, be it. I think that that's going to be who it is. 
Okay, and Joe versus Miro would be a good opener too. Damn. Could you imagine? But could you? Would you? I mean, who goes Joe, over? Yeah, who goes over? That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Who goes over? Joe and Cesaro though too. You don't want Joe to job out too. But like, I think that's the fact that it is a Joker. It's almost like an indication that like, okay, Joe's going to lose in this opening round, maybe. Right? Yeah, and here's the thing: he's also feuding with uh, Jay Lethal, Jay so Lethal you could have that he... out. Yeah, you could have Lethal come out and kick him in the head or something. Or that Satinum Singh do something. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. It just doesn't look right to my eyeballs when I see uh, Jay Lethal and that guy, and then, uh, and uh, then Sanjay Dutt. Yeah, actually, Sanjay Dutt and, and Jay look great together. I don't know. It's just like that dude in the background. I'm like, why? What? It, it, it's where? Where was the relationship? It's not good storytelling. Where's the relationship formed? I would like to see this guy Satnam Singh just kind of be a lone wolf. Like yeah, I don't have I don't have an issue with the dude. I think no. that, I'm like he's a massive dude. Uh, there's money in him. He looks scary. I yeah. think that I think he he's a good fit in pro wrestling. But like, why is he? Why? Where's the story behind? How did this pairing happen? Like, I'm with you on just that. doesn't I'm make any fucking sense. I yeah, I would very much like Satin and Singh. Like, because I was telling on another show here and stuff, like um, Satin and Singh, like he doesn't move like a giant Gonzalez or like a fucking great know, Kali or yeah, great Kali. He moves like he's got some fluidity to him, like in a presence to him that he's like he knows how to handle himself on camera. Dude's and, an athlete. Yeah. yeah, and so I mean, like. He could stand to be on his own or like have a manager or something, but I like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's like it doesn't kind of match up. They got to make a li- they got to make this make a little more sense here. But, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not totally out on everything though with it either. So, I mean, it's I don't think it's like super glaring or anything like that. No, I mean like it's not it's not horrible, but it just it just goes back to the whole like. Hey, we've got so many people. How do we fit them all together? You know, like Angelico with Butcher and Blade. It's like that's weird. Okay, I guess they're they friends. just have the office ties because it was Angelico and um. Oh my God, why am I blanking on? Oh, um, Jack, Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's no longer at with AEW, by the way. And also, by the way, I like Angelico. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's fun, and the fact that he's like a, a submission specialist—it's not a thing that we get to see a lot. Um, so yeah, I I like Angelico a lot. Um, but I kind of wish he'd work under a under a hood. Um, but that's about that's my only complaint. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, you can make him. James, do, what's do up? Something. All right, we got some fo- more folks coming on in. Dom, uh, James said, hey, guys, what would you think of Cesaro joining a Blackpool Fight Club? Um, kind of makes sense on paper. Uh, you know, I was thinking this tonight. How interesting would it have been if, and I don't have an, an issue with Wheeler Yuta, but how interesting would it have been if instead of Wheeler Yuta, it was Samoa Joe? Samoa um, Joe, John Moxley. And I think Brian you need Danielson. a younger guy in there, honestly. I know you're trying to put over the younger talent, but the selfish part of me is just like, man, that's interesting. Yeah. I um, this is kind of a curveball. This just occurred to me because, like, we were we've been talking about Cesaro and how, you know, he could fit in the mix of everything. And um, I mean, how kind of neat would it be if like William Regal had been talking up all this these Black Bull Fight Combat Club, you know, Mox and Brian Danielson and Wheeler Utah? What if he fucking turned on them already and just joined with Cesaro, and uh, he like has his own force going against that. I don't know. 
Um, I don't know. I, I think if you're going to put Cesaro with anybody, it should be either Jake Roberts or Arn Anderson. Arn would be good. Yeah. Arn would be good. I, yeah, I, I, let's do that, Marcus. I'm more with that. Um, and, and have uh, FTR join their little faction. Ooh, that would be good too. Answering a deep, and I'm done. And, um, yeah, what'd you think about, um, that, uh, hey, we got Dave versus uh, Rosa, double or nothing. That's, uh, you know how I feel. I know. And by the way, they, I, I thought they both gave really nice promos. Um, yeah. I, I, Deeb has got this very straightforward, like, I'm just, I'm the best in the world kind of attitude, which I think is fun. And I think that Thunder Rose has got enough, like, fun in her. Yes. Um, And interesting, like, she's she's interesting enough. And by the way, she does something that you don't see a lot in, uh, in uh, back and forth promos where like a lot of people just wait for the other person to be done talking and then yeah, they so talk. She'll fire back. She's talking in the middle of it. And yeah. I'm like, that's fascinating. That's yeah. And that's how people talk and go back with one another. Well, and, and if you, if you've ever seen a fight start to break out or if you've ever started to break out into a fight with somebody where you're at the part where you're like starting to talk shit to each other, it's like, you don't wait for the dude to quit talking. Yeah. You know, if, if the, if the person says something, you're saying something right back and you just, instantly. Yeah. 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 Like, who the fuck you think you are? Right. Um, no, but I I thought she had some cool, like, genuine connection with folks and, and the crowd and stuff like that. And the playfulness, like you kind of said, I thought it was it was good, you know? Yeah. No, um, the sky's the limit. Thunder yes. Rosa. They're going to put on a hell of a match. <laughs> Honestly, might be the, the match of the night. I'm excited for that one. I Yeah, they got some pretty cool stuff set up. And that, that whole tournament's going down, I think, at double or nothing. Like, I, I don't think that... Unless they do, because how many matches are there? Four? Yeah, four opening matches. So then two. So maybe they'll do like two of them. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to set it up, but I'm I'm pumped for it. It's a good bracket. You know, I uh, I have never bought an AEW pay-per-view, but I would like to buy this one just because of that match. Yeah. Hey, it could be a tax write-off for you. I guess. Uh, Jaleel Lewis, who do you think Nyla Rose fell off her game? What is that? Who do you think Nyla Rose fell off her game? Do you maybe do you think Nyla Rose fell off her game? Oh, okay. Is she off her game a little bit? I think uh, more than off her game. I think that she again is is a victim of okay. There's there's a lot of talent to feature. Um, where like you know, so for a while there was Vicky Guerrero and her, and they were kind of taking over and intense and and it's fun. But the same thing is happening to, with her. That's been happening with Lance Archer and Jake the Snake, which is. Uh, they'll appear and they make a challenge and they're in an angle for a week, maybe two weeks, and then they're gone after they lose. Right. Yeah. Um, and th- that same thing keeps happening over and over again with both of them. And it's not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. And, no. and again, again, it's, it's this fucking junk food mentality where it's like, Hey, we need a match. What's a good match. Um, perfect. Let's, let's, let's pair those people up uh, with, without any focus on, on storytelling. And I think uh, what's happening probably is like, okay, hey, I want to like give these uh, guys and gals the opportunity to be on television. There, I appreciate them being here, but I'm not get, like you're saying it's junk food. Where and the fact that they're here for a little bit and then they're gone again, and then you know, hey, we'll pull them out later on and stuff like that. Where it's just, yeah, it, it uh, has diminishing returns in a lot of ways with that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, I think those are very good comps with one another, Nyla and um, 
in Lance. I both I like both of them. And I think both of them have potential to get a lot of stuff done. It's a, I just yeah. I mean, with Nyla, it's you know I I like Vicky and I like I like her. I don't know if I think they'd be better apart. You know, where like you put Vicky in a certain with a certain a different talent, and you have Nyla go on her own tear and cut her own promos and do her own thing. I I just think it's it's prioritizing um it's it's prioritizing your talent yeah you know where uh, find ways find ways to get more people featured really you know if you look back at WCW back in the day I thought that they did a really nice job of storytelling uh, by and large uh, you know certainly during the Monday Night Wars they did but really it, it feels like a part of their formula was maybe about six storylines going at once um yeah. and each of them had a lot of focus and there were players that would come in and out of these storylines where as opposed to like uh hey we haven't seen this person wrestle in a while let's give a match with this person who we also haven't seen in a while and then we'll see him again in three weeks yeah um so yeah it's i, I i'd like to see more consistency uh steven chambers same example ruby soho since losing a baker She'd been on dark um, and now she's back on dynamite for a couple weeks now. And this this is a person you're kind of making a, a pretty big investment in, a person that's very well known. Yeah. Um, so what is what is going on? Tom? I tell you what, here's how you redeem yourself with Ruby Soho is you make her win the Owen Cup Owen Hart tournament on the women's side. Um But then what? But then you have her uh you have her in the mix as a top star. Like it can necessarily maybe she's the one to unseat Jade Cargill. I know she lost to Jade already, but um, you a stat you can build Ruby Soho into that next person too. Um, it could maybe make sense in that regard, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go right away to that. Like Ruby Soho wins the Owen Hart tournament, um, she gets into a feud with a, another top women star, maybe that you're bringing in or that you want to establish further. Uh, you know, maybe she starts combating against Tony Storm you know, who she's partners with or something like that. But then, you know, you have Jade still continue her run as the TBS champion until her and Ruby collide with one another once again. And then you have Ruby get the win. And then you establish a feud of, hey, they still got to have a rubber match. Well, uh, Nesha feels that uh, Ruby should be Jade. Dom, uh, Jaleel saying, thoughts on Keith Lee? Is he going to be a tag team guy or singles run guy? Um, I think he should be a singles run guy. Singles I like him better guy. that way. I like it better that way, but yeah. uh, again, only so many quarter hours, Dominic. We say it every week. There's only so many quarter mm-hmm. hours, and now they've got all this talent feature, and it's like, well, Swerve is new, um, the Keith Lee is new. You know, it's how do we how do we fit all these pieces together? How do you fit all these pieces, man? <laughs> there can only be so many surprises until you're just like, okay, we gotta we gotta focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and no, here's man. the thing is like, you know, you, you could even say like, well, uh, AEW has been doing, they, they, uh, let some talent contracts expire. So, you know, there's, there's more room. They let contracts expire of talent that haven't been featured on the main roster. Yeah. So, mm-hmm, so you're not doing, you're not doing anything for your AEW dynamite programming. You're not opening up any lanes. Yeah. No, you have to, cause like the, the, you think about it, who we didn't see Scorpio sky this week. We didn't see, um geez who else was there that like you know there's so many talents that you have to make note of that you you can't do justice to week in week out and even that it happens for a couple weeks and i think like if you're doing that if a talent's gone for like two weeks and you don't like acknowledge them or have any anything it's a that's a problem where it's just like 
okay, we didn't see anything from Scorpio Sky this week, but should we see maybe like a promo or him to do something like where it's just like, or you read just even note, hey, Scorpio Sky won, they're off celebrating somewhere, um, you know, and even just do a screenshot of him, like almost like when the fucking Odell Beckham was on the boat. You know, or what? <laughs> I, I think what it's really coming down to is we're going to have to have a brand, a brand split soon. They're coming uh, yeah, up on, I mean, they're coming up on that kind of territory. Oh, very much so. I think it's, uh, I think it's very much due. Um, Thing okay. is, you're going to have to put one of your big stars, one of your big draws, on uh, Rampage if it's going to stand a chance. So that would be taking somebody like CM Punk and putting him on Rampage exclusively to get people to tune in. Yeah, so you mean, so you would turn Rampage into an ROH show? Is that kind of what you mean? Or would you mean oh, yeah. you're splitting Rampage with Dynamite? No, well, no. Why not? My, I mean, my initial thought there was like, well, you split it into Rampage and, and Dynamite. But really, uh, putting it, turning it into ROH on Friday nights makes a little bit more sense. You know, uh, make ROH, it seem like Rampage, it's... You already have a fucking alliteration there. Sure. Um, and yeah, I would put somebody like Punk on it to kind of help put it over the top yeah i'd get i would get maybe the i think the blackpool combat club would make more sense even because you got danielson you got mox you got you know wheeler and then you have um you got hook hook's really yeah i think he, hook's gonna be the rampage guy he's already got it establishing himself as a rampage guy yeah i don't know man it's uh maybe he's got it's time to put on the old thinking cap over there yep yep hope they're brainstorm around the table here you know Hey, we brainstormed pretty good tonight, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, Forty-four minutes. I'd say it's pretty good on a weeknight. Yeah, right. Um, I, I gotta work. I gotta sling produce tomorrow, bright and early. Can't wait for that. Yeah. So, um. Well, Dominic. Uh, let's do the old sign-off, pal. Yeah. What's uh What's crackalacking over there at Ad Free Shows, there, Marcus? Dom. So much going on. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about Top Guy Weekend. Um, it's going to be in Chicago. Dominic and I are both going to be there. Um, but it's, it's a major, major event in Chicago in September. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive event. All these talent you get, you get all this exclusive access to guys like Kurt Angle, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Arn Anderson, Eric Bischoff, uh, Tony Schiavone, JR. Um, the, I mean, the, the list goes on and on, pal. Um, and not to mention all the special guests that we have. We're also partnering it with a uh, with uh, some live wrestling. So uh, it's I mean it, it's a really really big deal. Um, if you're not a member at adfreeshows.com, go and check it out at adfreetrial.com. But the only way that you can come be part of this is if you sign up as a top guy over at adfreeshows.com. And let me tell you, every single top guy who's, who has signed up and uh, has been a member for a while, they say all the time, best decision best decision I've ever made as a wrestling fan is getting becoming a part of this. So uh, I would encourage you to give it a shot. Think it over. Um, check out adfreetrial.com. And that's the, uh, that's, that's the tip of the iceberg, pal, on, on what's going on with adfree shows. What's up with you, Dom? Yeah, no, just uh, doing the this day in history uh, at, over at Ad Free Shows. Uh, subscribe at the lowest tier if you'd like, and you get every day in the, your newsletter. You get the newsletter of uh, wrestling with history. Um, today was Fit Finley winning the television title against Booker T, which set up the best of seven series between Booker T and Chris Benoit. Uh, you know, Aaron Anderson considers those some of the greatest matches he's ever seen. Dude, they were so fun. Mm-hmm. I. I was like, I remember being, being invested 
into Booker T, into Benoit, and into that television title at that point in time. Like, you know, we're talking about titles meaning something. That really established the television title as something cool. If Arn Anderson is putting over that series of matches, and it's like, you know, ordinarily guys are like, oh, well, Steamboat and Flair. You know, like uh, they mention all these really high high profile matches. It's like, man, some of the best matches I've ever seen. But Arn Anderson is talking about matches very obscure that happened on Nitro, uh, not on pay per view. Well, I think the blow off was pay per view, but it was most of them happened on Nitro. And Arn Anderson was like, man, those matches are unbelievable. Yeah, they're really good. They're really mm-hmm. good. So that was fun to write about. Uh, one's already in the holster tomorrow for you guys. But yeah, you can get those over at Free Shows. You can um, hey check out the upcoming shows. Uh, oh, you didn't know with Road Dog. Uh, he's talking about the return of DX happening there. Twenty thirteen uh, or twenty fourteen. Twenty thirteen, the return of New Age Outlaws. Twenty thirteen. Yes. So, yeah, and that's a hell of a fun run. I was so pumped for that when I was back in Philadelphia. There, I remember watching. It. I went to the show. I went to one of the shows. It was a Raw or SmackDown, and they were there. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Uh, Matt Hardy's. Speaking of Owen Hart. Uh, foundation tournament here uh next episode of extreme life will be focused on owen hart and matt hardy wrestled owen hart about four times i think two singles matches and then two tag matches i believe wow he's got, he's got some stories to share about owen and you know then jeff wrestled owen too so lots of good stuff there uh really profound thoughts by matt who's also a family man and he brings that up too with because owen was a strong family man too so uh tune into that this friday you can also get those early on adfreeshows.com. But uh, as far as WrestleZone goes, we got some good stuff cooking over there too. Some new interviews happening, popping up on there. Um, and yes, so uh, if you'd like, follow WrestleZone on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. Follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. Follow Marcus over there at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter. And uh, yeah, go to wrestling, WrestleZone.com for wrestling news needs. Uh, but yes, thanks for joining us, guys. Nesha, yeah, the unexpected thing was uh, Marcus uh, made a bargain with me, and that's why we're here this evening. So here we find ourselves. Here we find ourselves. Uh, so maybe we'll do this once in a while, but it'll mostly be Saturdays happening here. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Stephen, James, Nesha, uh, Jaleel. We've got we've got a bunch of people James, that jumped in. Yes, James? James, James. So really appreciate all you guys joining us. And we'll see you next time right here on two AEW Dynamite Dudes. Yeah. See you guys. Marcus nailed it. Wow. Good job. Adios. <laughs> Peace. Everybody says you're so messed up.